0: Welcome to Women of Tomorrow, a podcast focused on the empowerment of women from policy to personal. I'm Laura Bell Bundy. As women, sometimes it feels as if society has defined our roles for us. How we should behave, use our energy, how we should find a partner, what careers we should have, how we should use or not use our voices always putting limits on how far we can go and putting way too much value in our outward appearance. We often question our worthiness to experience success, satisfaction, surprise, and peace. But are we not each uniquely designed to find those things in our own way, to each forge a path, especially made for us? About a year ago, scrolling on Instagram, something I don't like to admit that I do as often as I do on the toilet, I stumbled upon a woman's profile. Her name was Erin Claire Jones. She's an expert in human design. Well, this piqued my interest, because I'm a lover of astrology and the Enneagram, and this seemed to be comparable. But as I dug in, it was oh so much better. Hello, much better. Human design is a logical system that brings together principles of the I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, the Hindu Brahman, chakra system, and quantum physics. The human design chart is calculated using your birth date, time, and place to reveal your genetic design. Go ahead, put this on pause, and go look up your chart online, (laughs) because you know everybody's going to do it. There, you will find out if you are one of five designs, a generator, manifester, manifesting generator, a projector, or a reflector. These types indicate the nature of your energy and how it best functions, as well as telling you the sign for knowing you are on the right path and giving you an authority for decision making. For example, I'm a projector. I'm a non-energy producing type. I am meant to guide and wait for the invitation to do so. My energy ebbs and flows, so I must take care of my body and rest when necessary in order to avoid burnout. I am meant to be more than I am meant to do, do, do. I have a splenic authority, which means I am to use instinctual intuition and and listen to the still, small voice within to make decisions almost instantaneously and without much thought. The sign I'm on the right path is success, and the sign that I am not living my design is bitterness. And if anybody knows me, (laughs) they know that this is true. So you can find all of this about yourself as well. When I discovered human design, I realized that I had been living my life like a manifesting generator, hustling and going, going, going like the Energizer Bundy, which was a nickname for me. Uh, But also I was initiating as opposed to waiting for the invitation, which inevitably led to more hustling and less success. And at the moment I discovered human design, I had just reached burnout for the first time in my life, but I thought it was depression. So learning my type gave me direction and it helped me make necessary adjustments to how I lived and worked and literally changed my life. Everything opened for me and I felt completely renewed and refreshed and ready to create again. But now I have a better understanding of how my energy functions. So why am I talking about this on this podcast? Well, I'm dedicated to empowering women and helping them break barriers. And human design is a tool that women can use to make their journey more efficient and enjoyable. So now let's bring on a real expert. I am thrilled to have Erin Claire Jones on as our guest for this episode. She's a leadership coach specializing in human design. She uses human design to help thousands of individuals and companies step into their work and their lives as their truest selves and to reach their highest potential. Her work as a guide, coach, and speaker has attracted a growing community of over 120,000 people who turn to her teachings for practical tools, digestible tips, a deeper self-knowledge they can access to live with greater ease and authenticity every single day. With work featured in Forbes, Mind, Body, Green, Well and Good, and Nylon, words shared on over 100 podcasts, such as Almost 30, That's So Retrograde, Highest Self, and Chatty Broads, and this one of course, and conversations with crowds of hundreds around the world. Her insights are highly sought after because they make human design pragmatic, tangible and accessible and immediately applicable to everyday life. And I must add, you have to follow her on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones. This will also be in our show notes of this podcast. You can find her Instagram handle. I love reading her Instagram every day. Erin, thank you so much for being with us. And for inadvertently changing my life.
1: Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. I have loved meeting you and connecting with you. And I'm so glad that human design has had such an impact. It's a pretty magical system.
0: I have found it quite life altering. How did you discover human design?
1: Very serendipitously, it was definitely not my plan. Um, I had been working for a number of different startups. I was living in New York City. It was 2015 and I went to a friend's gathering in the Lower East Side, for those familiar with New York, and basically sat next to a stranger. And the stranger was like, you know, I'd really love to like look up your human design chart. I was like, what's human design? You know, I had no idea. And he did a little mini reading for me on the spot and my jaw was on the floor. It felt like he had given me language to my life experience in a way that I didn't have before. And I also felt really called out because I was like living like the opposite of my design. And I just felt like really confronted. I was like, there's another way that I've just been like really ignoring. And he ended that conversation by saying, I think that you're meant to do this. I think that we should build a business together. And it was like such a kind of like spot. I know it was really And my whole design like yours is about being invited. And in. it was like a very intense invitation, um, not one that I said yes to immediately. But the more he started to really reveal to me, he'd been studying the system for a decade. The more he started to reveal to me how human design worked, I was just like, my mind was blown. I came from this like really, all these like dysfunctional startup teams that were amazing but didn't understand each other. And I started to understand how human design could be used not only on an individual tool to find more alignment, to, but also to know how to better work together, to better partner, to better parent. Um, and so I said yes, and I built a business with him for two years and I launched my own practice in early 2018. Um, but it's been a really wild journey. And I think when I first started sharing human design and studying human design, it was at a time that no one really knew what I was talking about. And we're at a time now where human design is like such a thing and it's blowing up and it's amazing. But that was not my experience the first couple of years sharing it. So I really feel so lucky to have discovered it when I did. And it's so fun for me to share it every day.
0: On your site, you said human design makes a great impact on your clients and doesn't change who they are. It teaches them who they are. In your words, can you explain to us what human design is and how it can teach us who we are?
1: So human design is a system based on our time, date, and place of birth that reveals our energetic blueprint and how we're each uniquely wired to thrive. What I mean by that is how you're wired to make make decisions, collaborate, build businesses, partner, parent, all the things. Like, think of it as like your own operating manual. It's like, this is your roadmap. Like everyone has a different one. Here's yours. Um, why I say it doesn't change who we are is that human design often, like when you learn your design, it's not like this super foreign language. The feeling is often like, wow, you've given me a language for things that I've always known and always felt. And because a stranger just mirrored it back to me, I finally feel permission to step fully into it. And so that's why I think I love human design so much is it's so familiar to people. It just gives us a language of things we already know and gives us all the tools that kind of actually honor that in our lives.
0: I spent so much of my life hustling. And, in, and if you knew me, you, you, that I was always juggling creative projects. While I was doing one thing, I would be pursuing another, which I still do. And it was okay because energetically, somehow I was self-sustained, then becoming a parent and having that energy being uh, used to parent. The juggling of those things, the hustling, it became quite apparent. I was not meant to go, Mm. go, go like I had been going. And when I found out what my design was and that I actually got success from rest, I was like, thank you, God, for giving me the permission to rest and wait for the invitation to just trust. Like, in a way, it allowed me to trust And I wanna go into a little bit about the energy types with you. There are five different energy types and everybody has a strategy and everybody has a decision-making authority. How do these work together effectively? And can you give me an example?
1: Yeah, so basically there are five different types and the types speak to how we best use our energy. Each type will have a strategy and the strategy is how you best create opportunities. And then another level beneath that is the different inner authorities, which is how you're designed to make decisions. So it's basically how do you best use your energy, create the right opportunities, and then assess whether those opportunities are actually right for you. There is so much underneath that, Um, but that's a really good start. So why don't I just give the example of you as a way to kind of express the three, and then I'm happy to go through all of them if you'd like, but just to give people an example. So you are a projector, which means in terms of how you best use your energy, you're not designed to go, go, go all day long. You know, your energy is ebbing and flowing. You're meant to kind of work in verse more than consistently. You're somebody who's very naturally wise about people. And so your gift is not always in like how hard you work and how much you can do and how much you can push yourself. But it's really kind of like in how powerful your perspective is and how powerful you see. In terms of opportunities for you, you're not meant to chase after anything. The right opportunities are meant to show up and you're meant to be invited into things. And you're really meant to kind of collaborate and be partnered with and be friends with people that make you feel deeply seen, recognized and invited in. And then how you assess an opportunity for you is all about your intuition in the moment. You are meant to be very spontaneous and fast decision maker. As soon as that intuitive hit comes, you're just meant to honor it. Whereas like, for example, I'm a projector like you, but I am meant to sleep on things and feel into things. But for you, it is quick, fast and clear. Um, tell me how you feel about those things.
0: It's the same thing you said. It's when, it's when your human design is revealed to you. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. you just put a language to things that I've experienced in my life. And I, I started to reflect back on The moments that I was successful and one thing that I would love to add is that every energy type has an adjective that goes along with it that that when you are living your design you experience and for projectors that is success. So, and that's a success in all areas of life, not just correct, you know, financial success or career success. But I started to actually just sort of give myself a timeline a little bit. I focused mostly on career of when I was invited in and when I chased. And it it was amazing the difference mm. of what things propelled for me when I was invited in. Yeah. And then what felt like pushing a boulder up a hill when I was chasing an opportunity and it's still very, very hard for me to not initiate. Although I do have, totally. a, ga- I do have a gate of initiation, which I'm curious to, to, yes. to chat about. I have habits, habits that are so deeply conditioned from the way that my parents worked they were entrepreneurs you know they were chasing my mother is chasing with her and so i saw that that's how i that's how i i was taught and so now i'm i'm unlearning a lot of things and i am i'm trying to allow myself to be and i am so grateful for finding out about human design because when i did i was burnt out yeah and i literally said to a friend of mine Shoshana Bean, those who listen to this podcast (laughs) will know who that is. I said, girl, I am over hustling. Mm. I am over striving. I just want to be. Yeah. And then about three weeks later, I discovered human design and I'm supposed to be over hustling and striving Mm -hmm. and chasing. And um, and I think that, you know, something that I love about the Instagram that you have and they're daily reminders to me yeah. because, like I said, I'm unlearning and that it's really hard to change habits. And when I read things that you write, especially about waiting for the invitation, one of the things that that uh, that you have said is we're waiting for the invitation because we need to know our guidance or our creativity and talent is being honored yep. before we come in before we give it yes right and so that whoever is asking or whatever group is asking for us and inviting us in they already know what our value is and so we feel valued in that space and we get the recognition that we need because otherwise when we're chasing and we're not getting that recognition we start to feel bitterness which is our not self yes and i and i like i said I have felt bitterness. Most of the time, I'm very positive. But every once in a while, I kind of do wonder, how did it work for this person? How is this person doing this thing? And I'm not. You know, I've done, I've had those feelings before. And you have to sort of step back from that, I think, especially as a projector and go, projectors are supposed to be valued for their wisdom. And wisdom takes time. Totally, It's a fine wine. And so I got to back off and allow allow the universe to guide me with my instinctual intuition
1: yes yes which is is terrifying you know and like we all have different ways of making decisions and creating opportunities but none of us are meant to like make a 10-year plan of like how it's all going to manifest like it's all about really like honoring our truth and making like the next most aligned decision and know that it will take us in the right direction and it's also about really getting out of our heads like none of us are meant to like there's no decision making authority for like create a pro-com and like rationalize your way into the decision like human design helps us connect to a deeper knowing whether it's our gut feeling whether it's our intuitive knowing whether it's our voice saying things out loud whether it's sleeping on things that really just like always moves us in the right direction Um, but it is, yeah, I mean, I loved what you said. I think that we just like so often try to be a thing that we're not. And human design just reminds us like, this is the way that you're meant to do things. And you might look at others that you're like, how are they doing it? And likely they have a very different design than you, you know, and they're meant to do it really, really differently. And so I think human design really just like grounds us into like, How is it going to work for us? And no type is meant to be like less successful or do you know less in any way. It's more just like we just do it differently. And I think the magic of human design is really revealing like what is the way that's going to work for us.
0: What I think is so fascinating about it when it comes from a partnership standpoint is that people often in a work scenario have expectations of the people that they work with to perform the way that they perform. Hundred percent and. For example, if you're a manifesting generator and you are able to go, 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 and you can pay attention to details or you have many different interests, these are people who learn a lot of different things, they don't, I've had, I I have manifesting generator friends that are like, after finding out their type, we're like, oh my God, I've been so hard on the people around me for not being able to perform perform at the level and get this kind of stuff done that i get done yes and that is in human design has been very helpful to those people to take a step back and go oh my gosh what is that person designed to be good at Mm -hmm. and how can i give them these job duties within this group that i know that they will be the best at Mm -hmm. so i'm curious you know what do you see as like great combinations like in a business? Yeah. Who who does what?
1: Yes. So I definitely like don't have a super like dogmatic view of human design where I'm like, okay, you're a projector and you can't work with this type. I just think that like (laughs) isn't supportive. Um, I think that like anyone can date or work with anyone. It's just about honoring how different you are. Like where we get tripped up is when we like want each other to be the same. Um, But I think the magic of, of businesses is that like I just got off of a team session with a manifestor, a projector, and a generator. It was so cool because they're all so different, you know, and like they just really bring different gifts to the table. And so... For example, like generators are going to bring all this like amazing energy to make things happen in the business. Like they will help bring the ideas to life in this very kind of like consistent, steadfast and masterful way. Most important is that they're lit up by what they're doing. Manifestors are really good at initiating. They're good at like sparking new ideas and new inspirations, not necessarily doing all the doing to keep the idea alive, but kind of bringing the newness there. Manifesting generators are kind of this combo where they're like really good at like making things happen, but they're going to get too bored if it's one thing. So they might have to kind of pivot in between different things and their gift is like making things happen quickly. So they're really good at partnering with those in a way that frees them to kind of be in their own creative flow. Projectors are really good at guiding others, asking the right questions, like offering the perspective that can like transform how things happen. And reflectors are really just here to like mirror back and let us know how it's all going and how things could be improved and made better. And so I think the magic of, you know, human design in teams or in partnership is like, it just reminds us that we all play a really different role. And the more we support each other in doing that, the more flow we'll find, you know, but the more we expect others to be the same, the more disappointed we'll be.
0: Yeah, I think that is so, because it's not cookie cutter. And it's, I I mean, I kind of look at it like diet. I've always believed that everybody should should eat differently. Some people have issues with gluten, some people have issues with dairy and are fine with gluten. Some people can eat all the meat in the world and they feel great. Uh, Some people cannot eat meat, they get a stomach ache. We are all not meant to eat the same diet and eat the same way. I was really obsessed for a long time Mm -hmm. with the blood type diet. And in fact, I still kind of am because I'm still basically eating right for my type and it's something I discovered 20 years ago. But I, in a way, uh, I love that the human design is very similar in that it's an individualized, I yeah. want to say special, specific. And it's not like, you know, people are like, is this like the Enneagram? Well, no, because it's based on your birth date, time, place. It's very specifically about you and not you answering questions that you could answer. You could give these answers this year and then in two years you're answering those questions completely and
1: it's also shaped on why you're answering them (laughs) for who you know what i mean it's like am i answering this for an employer or for myself or yeah but go ahead
0: right exactly do i want to just say like i'm a seven respect it uh and with and with um, astrology while i think astrology is very effective and i love it i think it can be Mm. very vague and general at times so that it's not like you said like a guidebook what's nice about human design is that i feel like i can look at my chart and i can go okay and i'm going deeper into it i know what my energy type is my strategy and authority and i know that that's that's the most important thing um to follow when in general but now i started to get a little bit deeper into it so there are Open, defined centers and yeah. open centers and there are gates yes. and there are channels and i'm i'm just curious if you can talk about first the defined sense centers versus the open yeah. centers and how that
1: yeah so the areas that are colored and in your designs if you you can look up your chart at humandesignblueprint.com and like a chart's going to come up that's not intuitive but basically the shapes that are shaded or colored in are the areas where your energy is really consistent it's where your kind of energy is like spilling out and affecting the people around you it's the kind of energy within you that you can really draw on so for example in your design it's like a really strong sense of will and power and heart that you bring to whatever it is that you do for you it's like a strong sense of self and like needing to feel really like expressed and like creatively and fully in the work that you do And it's also about a very kind of strong and consistent sense of intuition of just kind of knowing the areas that are white in our design are the areas where you are the most sensitive to other people, where you're here to take in other people's energy and often the areas where you're really fluid because you're here to express yourself in lots of different ways. These areas can often take us very off track, but they're the areas that we have the most to learn. So for example, for you, like you have what we call an open emotional center. So one of the areas where you're the most sensitive is to other people's feelings. Like somebody's feeling a thing and you're like, I'm feeling that thing now 200%. You know, so it's like such a big life lesson for you of like being such an empath and learning how to create strong emotional boundaries where you're not getting lost in other people's stuff as your own. And this is the journey of all those open centers of like, boundaries and not like being able to kind of really discern between what's yours and what's not and learn how to really be in the wisdom of it which is for you being like so emotionally wise being able to mirror people's feelings back to them like all kinds of things like that is that clear
0: yes and i've definitely felt that uh i don't feel like i'm a particularly emotional person i don't have emotional roller coasters like charge but if i'm in an emotional situation yeah or someone is Mm -hmm. If someone's coming at me with their emotion, I can almost like put it into like a, I I want to say it's like a centrifuge and like send it back in in a very powerful way. And if, and my husband is also a projector, not an emotional guy, really. But when both of us get in a heated argument, it is like projectors taking this you know these non-emotional open centers keep amplifying and we have learned that we're like let's just take a second
1: yeah and that's that's the biggest thing I would say with that center for you is like physical space is so important like I know that we've talked about this but it's like when things get emotionally intense it's often just like an amplification of things and it's not actually like you needing to be that intense it's like let's just take a beat because like you're right your natural state is meant to be like cool calm neutral like, if things are feeling, like, really, like, emotionally intense, it's often just, like, let me just take some space and, like, allow me to kind of myself to settle and then kind of re-engage with the situation. Mm-hmm. Life lessons, yeah, these open centers. The
0: hard... <laughs> the hard thing about that is that, like, I find that I get, like, the most irritated um, mm. with people I don't know that well. If someone cuts me off in traffic. More reactive. Yeah. Like, i'm i'm f-bombs flying and right um but when i'm with and i don't know if this is anything to do with my design at all but um but when i'm with someone i love most times i'm really breathing and and really going like what is mine unless i'm unless i get triggered all of my defined centers definitely feel relatable to me um the intuition the instinctual intuition isn't necessarily something that i have followed yeah. in my everyday personal life i think maybe a little bit like walking through the woods should i go this way or that way quick decision making wasn't necessarily always yeah what i did i would over rationalize and him and haw i'm getting better at listening now but when i'm on stage i am one and i'm in a rehearsal setting or I'm filming something, I am 100% completely open mm. for it, instinctual inspiration. I leave myself open and, and to be hit with an idea in the moment and just to do it. So when I found out that I, I had this um, sort of instinctive intuition, it did make sense to me, mostly in application yeah. to the way I made choices over my art. It was like this knowing of just to try something, and mostly I feel it on stage. And it's one. Of, it's also something that I would say it like feels like God,
1: yeah. just
0: a God shot, like just saying try it like this, and then I would just do it, and then yeah. it would, you know, it either get a laugh or it wouldn't or whatever. I would try something new, but almost always when I got that kind of inspiration, that instinctual inspiration in the moment, whatever that voice was telling me to do, I got a yeah, good reaction.
1: Yeah. And that's even another part of your design that like, you're so intuitive in the moment, but specifically around how you communicate, you're also meant to be so unplanned. Like, again, plan the things if you want, but like, you've got such a gift in your design for just like saying the perfect thing in the perfect way at the perfect time when you release control. And so putting yourself in situations where that's required and where you get to play with that can be really useful.
0: That's hard for me that it's not hard. Well, here's the thing. I don't, the irony is that I don't like to be a fool, but my job is allowing myself to let go enough so that I can be. (laughs) It's <laughs> <That's> right so <laughs> when you're an actor you have you have to be a fool you have to be free and fearless and you have to be willing yeah. to fall on your face and so you have to be able to be the fool but then there's this other part of me that's often wondering how i can best control that which would mean that i have a, have an instinct to script totally. something or have an instinct to uh over rehearse yes. something but the best most exciting moments are the ones that yes. happen in the moment and that i have to again that's something else that i'm learning to just allow myself yes. to commit to yes. which is great because it does mean it's less work yes. for me to do yes
1: right <laughs> and also like just it, i mean it's it's really brave because you have to be like i don't know it's going to come out but again like it's and these things like all take practice and all take time and like but i would i would just say that like that's a real gift of yours and it's a thing to i know that you've already played with it but i would just see like you said it's like when you just like allow that channel to open Like, just how things land versus when you kind of like overly plan or try to control it.
0: We all have a sort of lessons about relinquishing control in life, don't we?
1: (laughs) And our design makes the things vary. I
0: mean, the design, I think our
1: design is so useful and confronting at the same time. Like I think it can reveal all the areas that we can get pulled off track. And like I've been doing this for eight years, and like I still get pulled off track every day. but because I have it in my awareness so much, I'm so just like, oh, I see exactly what's happening. you know, and so I feel like I'm able to kind of move out of it a bit more quickly. My husband mirrors it back to me all the time. like, what are you doing? So like I just think it's nice to kind of know what those things are so we can kind of keep coming back in our wisdom, keep coming back in our authenticity and human design is just a beautiful tool to keep returning us to it.
0: Definitely. So what is the ideal way that each type should look for work? So
1: for projectors, you're going to be invited in because you're not really here to be this consistent doer. And so the best work opportunities are the places that you feel really invited in and seen. So I think in terms of like knowing which job is right, I would just check in on like, do I feel deeply seen recognized and invited here? One thing to know is that people cannot find you though, unless you let yourself be seen. So the best way to kind of look for work is like to make yourself visible, to share yourself with the world in a broad way, whether it's on Instagram or on podcasts or newsletters and let people know that you exist so the right invitations can come. And it doesn't mean it's a projector that you can't apply for a job, but like, I wouldn't say yes, unless you're like, I feel so seen and recognized in this environment. Generators and manifesting generators are here to respond. They're not designed to like sit at home and be like, I'm going to sit here and like just come up with the next idea out of thin air, like they're just actually meant to see what shows up in their world that lights them up, that excites them. And when something shows up, whether it's a job posting or a conversation or a text message and they get lit up, then they go make that thing happen. So I would say pay attention to what you naturally respond to. And when your gut gives you the go ahead, go for it. Um, I would also say that you will attract more and more in your world, into your world when you're actually excited about what you're doing. So if you start to kind of prioritize your joy each day and create more space for that, more and more will come your way.
0: The prioritizing of joy has, for me, um, and I've prioritized play as a projector, right? For me, that's like my inner child, play and peace, right? Yeah. So I've prioritized that and I've seen a world of change. But for my friends who are generators and manifesting generators that we've been talking about human design, when they start to think about the things that bring them joy and leaning into those things the feeling that they have, they really find more success.
1: Manifestors, you're here to initiate. So like if you feel an urge to create something, to reach out to somebody to like whatever, just trust it. Like you're really here to do things differently. And it can be terrifying because you're like, but I've never seen it done this way before. And like you're just here to trust it and honor it. So like you're not actually here to wait for things to come. Like you're here to like let the inner inspirations within you guide your actions And then finally, for reflectors, I would actually say that the best way to make yourself available for the next right job is to plant yourself in the right space, in the right city, in the right home, in the right cafe, in the right co-working space. Like being in the right physical space gets you in the right flow and attracts the right opportunities your way. So I would actually like really prioritize being in spaces that feel good um, and just see what shows up when you do.
0: That's fascinating. My son is a reflector. And so.
1: Which is so cool.
0: I'm very curious, and I'm going to talk about that too, um, how moms can utilize human design. Yes.
1: I think that there are so many powerful applications of human design. And I would argue that probably the most powerful application is parenting, you know, because I think a lot of pressure, huh? (laughs) Um, Because I think you're like, whoa. Um, Because I think often what I've witnessed is that we express our design so purely when we're young. Like often I'll share people's design with them. And they're like, when I was five, I was just like fully in it. And then like, as we grow older, we often get conditioned and we think that we're supposed to be a thing that we're not. And then we might discover human design later in life. And we're like, Oh, like it's, and this is not everyone's journey, but then it's kind of like a returning to who we are. But like, when you're really giving kids permission to be who they are from day one, it's like the most life-giving liberating thing that you can do. And I think the magic of using human design and parenting is that you might be a parent of a child who's very different than you. And so, like, it's, you basically learn how to, like, support and honor their way of being without expecting them to be like you, you know? And so I think that's, like, the most powerful thing. And especially reflector. Reflectors are 1% of the population. It's great to be parented by a projector. Like, There's more similar similarity between those two types than any other, like, than you or another type. But really different kind of person, you know, and so it's just like really knowing how to honor and communicate and honor their energy and all those things and what's important, where their challenges are, um, just really allows you to support them in a really like individualized, powerful way.
0: Yeah, I find um, I, my son is so he's so interesting, and he's still a riddle to me, because he is different than me. One thing that I've noticed about him is that, like you were saying, as a reflector, he it's really important the space he's in. And we were yes. and I was so happy. He said this the other day. We were leaving California and we were coming back home and he was like, I'm going to my home. And I'm like, Do you like to be at your home? And he goes, I love my home. Oh. And I was like, Oh, thank God. But sometimes yeah. he says to me, Mommy, I just want to go somewhere. It literally comes out of his mouth. And I see him wow. just needing a change of environment. Yeah, because it changes his experience. Yeah. And is that just because he's he's taking on the energy of the whole room and every person in the room and then giving it back to us? Is that how he's showing me? Is that how he's reflecting me back to him?
1: He amplifies the space that he's in. So if he's in a space that feels really good, he's going to feel amazing. If he's in a space that doesn't feel right, he's going to feel that depletion. And so like, and different spaces will pull out different parts of him. So I kind of love that. Like, I need to go to a new space. It's like, I need to be activated in a new way. Like I need a new part of me pulled out, you know? So I think that like, if he's really like having a really hard time, it's worthwhile checking in and be like, how's the space feel? You know, like how, how does this environment feel to you? So I would just honor that call wherever you can. Like sometimes it could just be like going to a park, going to a cafe, like even small movements and shifts can make a difference. But like if he was to go to school and like be in a classroom, like I would make sure the classroom feels good. Like if he has his own room, like making sure the room feels good. You know, if you go to a hotel, like making sure the hotel feels good. Like it's just these things are so simple and actually make such a difference for, difference for him.
0: Yeah, definitely. There was something that uh, happened recently where I said we're going to get food. And I said we were going to go pick it up. But he thought, he got really mad when I got back in the car with the food. He threw a bit. He wanted to eat in the restaurant.
1: So interesting.
0: And he, yeah. he was not like other kids, uh, you know, other babies. So uh, I would notice that he, a lot of other babies would get upset when other people came around. Uh, stranger danger. They would get stranger danger huck never got stranger danger ever He's very courageous really open really connects with people likes new people he likes new people and he likes new places i don't know yes. uh, what about that is a part of his design in that he's just needing a change
1: yeah and it gives him new experiences because he again magnifies the energy that he's around so new spe- spaces and people pull out new sides of him and new parts of him
0: yes now i know he's also uh non-energy producing like both me and my husband so we are a non-energy producing household uh the good part about that is now that i'm prioritizing my rest my husband always prioritized his rest and i used to thought he was just sitting there doing nothing but now i understand it and it's really actually made me respect and appreciate him more for honoring what he felt like he needed at that moment. And I didn't allow myself that rest when my energy ebbed and flowed, but my husband will like lie on a bed and chill out for 10 minutes if he's feeling like it. And he never, he couldn't do the nine to five. He he quit his job. He literally was like, I can't be in this high powered, well-paying job anymore. (laughs) And I'm like, what?
1: (laughs) Totally. So funny, we did an Instagram post today about like why the different types. Oh, shoot, it's like what they wish they could say to the boss or something. And the projector one is like nine to five, like really, like no, you know, it's just so funny. But yeah, it is. And I, I remember love hearing that your husband did that. And like, it's funny, I, my dad is a projector, and like, I grew up being like, why does he like he, because we would go on like family trips, and he would be like, you know, I'm gonna like sit hang back like i'm not going to go on this activity and we'll always be like i can't believe he's not going and then i just near like look back and i'm like he was being the best projector like he was honoring his energy levels like so well and like so it's just like it's easy to make each other wrong for being like a thing that actually works for them and so i think human design brings so much compassion and understanding into your relationships to just really like be able to honor and support people where they are
0: definitely let's talk about profile numbers Yes. Gates and channels.
1: So those are some big things. So I would say, (laughs) I'm like, okay, do you have five hours? Okay. So um, let me tell you what each of those things are, and then you'll tell me what you want to know. So in human design, there are 12 different profiles um, and the profiles speak to kind of how we best manifest our purpose, but also how we best kind of just like market ourselves to the world. So for example, you're 6'3", so much of your profile is around learning by doing, experimenting, making mistakes, failing, letting failure like be a, uh, you know, spur growth, you know, like you just learn by getting your hands dirty. You're also somebody who's actually meant to at your prime when you turn 50 and not because like, you've got to wait until then, but just because like, it just, like you said, the fine wine like you just keep kind of ripening and getting better. And like, you are meant to be such a role model for others because you're embodying your own authenticity so fully. And that's the thing that happens throughout your life, but it really kind of like comes out in a whole new way when you're older. Um, is that clear?
0: Yes. I, yes. I think this was one of the things that was like, Oh, of course. I used to of say course. that the three in my yeah. profile number profile, which is about learning through failure and learning through making mistakes and trial and error. Yes. Anytime I would give like a masterclass for acting or whatever, I would tell people, listen, when you're an actor, you got to get out there and make a mess of your life. (laughs) So you know how things feel, (laughs) you know, and I would also say the biggest mistakes are the risks you don't take.
1: Right. But it's so true for you, especially because it's like, you rob yourself of so much wisdom when you hold yourself back from experiences, because like it's by doing the thing that you learn the thing and you're somebody who's very much meant to teach and offer wisdom to people from that place. So like I made these mistakes, I failed in these ways and my lessons can help you. Um, So Hmm. that's kind of what the profile can offer. And like, again, there are 12 different ones. And then there's also gates Gates are basically kind of actually let me start with channels. Channels are going to be like consistent strengths within you that are always present. These are like your gifts always there, make you, you. The gates are energies that are sometimes there and not always there. It's a little bit more inconsistent and flowing. These are often the areas that we're meant to connect up with other people. So when I'll do kind of partnership sessions, I'll really kind of look at where we are connecting with each other. Like what are the things we activate in each other? Because like often we'll have one half of a thing and we're drawn to somebody who has the other half. Um, So the gates are not the first piece I recommend diving into, but can be really powerful. The channels are a bit more consistent and reliable. I wanna answer your question around your initiation channel and being a projector just as an example. Yes. So one of your channels is um, for the human design enthusiasts, if we have any listening, it's the 2551. um, Also, I call it the the strength of competitiveness. Um, Basically means that like you really have this energy, this ability to kind of initiate people out of complacency into a new way of doing things. Like you're really here to kind of shock and transform, whether it's through your art, whether it's personally, like you just kind of move people out of an old way into a new way. You also might have experiences in your own life where you kind of just like, go through these really shocking, intense experiences that kind of uplevel your awareness and really like inspire so much growth. Even though it's this kind of like gift of initiating others, you still have to be invited in. Like you don't want to initiate those that are not ready to be initiated by you. Does that make sense? So it's really kind of the people that are ready to be transformed by you. You can have the most transformative ability, but you're not really kind of meant to go off trying to initiate and force this on people that are not ready to receive it.
0: Okay, so it's you know, I was sort of looking at it like, you know, like we were talking about before the idea of initiating a concept or an idea or pushing a project through like idea for project, creating project, yes. hustling with project. So that's not necessarily how I should be going through it. I can create the project, say that, yes. say that I've done it, announce that it exists
1: let the right people come and then wait and and, and like know that you want to make your you, you want to make yourself visible and your work available but like and again the people that are going to sign up are people that like want to receive your wisdom you know um, but it's not kind of like pitching certain people are kind of forcing on those that aren't ready because like projector energy is quite intense in like the most beautiful way. Like you really like projectors are so gifted in making people feel very seen and recognized. But if people like aren't ready to be seen and recognized in that way by you, it can feel like too much. So it's just like, again, that's it's the, to your point earlier, like the invitation is a tool not to disempower us, not to hold us back. It's a tool to protect our energy and to make sure that we're not kind of wasting our guidance and perspective and way of seeing things on people that aren't ready to receive Bit.
0: yes i i love that and so this initiation channel or this gate is more about initiating others into new perspective
1: and new no even just like new ways of doing things in their life like moving them out of like a way that has been no longer working for them into a way that's so much better for them, you know? And that could be like, you know, I talked to a teacher the other day that had this, like really transforming her students. That could be like, I have a lot of, work with a lot of coaches that have this really kind of transforming their clients, you know, or for you, it could be also transforming people in like a broader way. Um, but it is kind of this like very like shocking, beautiful energy. Like, like, let me move you out of an old way into something new. Okay. And it's going to work the most effectively when you recognize me and really invite me in and see my value.
0: So it's, in a way, like progress,
1: evolution, evolution,
0: growth, growth yes, progression, progress. Um, yes, I sort of, I said that, because, of course, obviously, we're doing a podcast about women. And yeah. we're talking about,
1: I see, yes,
0: <laughs> progress. And I, I was <laughs>
1: like, very touched progress. I love this.
0: <laughs> um, as I sort of take this, bring this back. Um, I know I spoke at the beginning of the podcast about how this can help women in particular, as society often tells us what our job is and how we should get there and the ways that we should either use our voices or not use our voices or be submissive or be a lady or any one of these things, all the messaging that we've been getting our entire lives from advertisements or movies or TV or books or whatever everything that we've been seeing religion whatever uh, the messages that we get how do you think that human design can progress us as a gender and empower us
1: you know I think that human design just gives us such utter permission to be ourselves And so like, if there's been a lot of conditioning, which so many of us have, of like, I was supposed to do it this way, or I can ask for this thing, like human design just really like dials us into like, but this is how you operate. And like, some of it might feel so opposite of what you've taught, you know, of what you've been taught and what actually feels right. But like people recognize that. So I think that it really evolves us and progresses us by just giving us more and more permission to kind of be so boldly and courageously ourselves and trust that like the most magic in our life will happen from that place you know, and so that's how I see it doing it more than anything else, which is like giving us full, full permission to do things in a way that like uniquely works for us, even if we feel like there's been a lot of conditioning to do things differently.
0: Yes, like I think as someone who is a generator or manifesting generator, who is supposed to prioritize their joy, if they're in, if their life is set up so that they're essentially being everyone's servant, and they are not prioritizing their joy, they are getting going to attract less of what they want in their life 100 percent then more of what they want and so then yes. then this person discovering human do- design realizing that they must prioritize their joy can begin making small shifts and changes by okay you know what it brings me joy to go have dinner with my girlfriends on thursday and have wine and i'm going to do it yes yes right yes 100%. or 100%. Or you know what horseback riding has always brought me joy and I don't do it anymore. I'm going to totally. do it again. And then totally. these things sort of unlock and open so much up abundance for women.
1: 100%. Or even a manifester being like I didn't think I was supposed to like initiate partnership or romance or any of that. It's like no you're meant to make the first move. You know, so there's just so many ways where it just might be like, oh, shoot, I didn't know that was the way, you know, but like it's really so it, it can challenge the way that we've done things in pretty big ways.
0: Yeah, I, I have often wondered, so projectors are supposed to wait for the invitation. How did two projectors yeah. end up together? I mean, that is like. They invite each- <laughs>
1: you can invite each other. I think that like, if you both feel really like deeply seen and recognized, you can definitely invite each other. You know what I mean? But I think it is kind of like a slower, just like stepping, stepping, stepping until you're just like, okay, fine. We've chosen each other. But yeah, I think that like, I see a lot of projectors together. It's such an, it's a nice thing to share, you know, Um, because you like, there's such a similarity, but also going to be so many differences depending on other parts of your design.
0: I have a lot of projector friends in my life. I think because yeah. I deeply value being seen and understood. Um, I do too. And uh, Shay, who is my partner on this podcast and with Women of Tomorrow and the album, she's a projector as well. And the other day, uh, we we went down the rabbit hole of our body gates make like five channels. Oh, the and I we couldn't believe it. We also have a couple yes. of the same.
1: We call them um, electromagnetics. I love that
0: yeah and we we have we both have 14 and Which is also really we nice we have a couple of these that that come together and one of them oh and i forget mm-hmm. i forget what it was but it's like when it comes together it's the channel of talent that's it The
1: 1648
0: yeah she does that's exactly what she does she just she's just she's like i'm she like free flows lyrics and then i organize them yeah that's so crazy i just i find it so fascinating anyway
1: You know, I think that, I think the last piece I would just share is like whether or not you choose to dig into human design as a tool, it's just a really beautiful reminder and teacher that we're all meant to do things differently. And so I would just challenge you to kind of reflect on like, where am I expecting like my colleagues or my kids or my partners, my parents to be like me? And how can I kind of like try on this idea that like, they might be really, really different than me? Because I think that I just find the more we honor how different we are, the closer we can become. And so just really kind of trying on that idea and playing with that.
0: How can people find you, Erin? Can you give them your website, your Instagram information for uh, a personal consultation, a blueprint?
1: Yes, absolutely. So you can find us on or you can find me on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones. I share a lot there as you were sharing. We also just launched a new Instagram account at Human Design Blueprint, which is fun and entertaining and a bit different. Um, If you want to dig deeper, I would recommend getting your blueprint, which is a 55 plus page guide to your unique design. So it walks you through all the most important pieces of your design in the most kind of practical and empowering way. We're going to use a discount code for your audience. The discount code is woman. um, And you can find that at humandesignblueprint.com. And then I also offer sessions. That's at erinclairjones.com and workshops. And we have a lot more coming.
0: That sounds great. So workshops, in terms of the workshops that you're doing, they're like group workshops, you can sign up and get information about how to read your chart and yes. ask specific questions, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's called
0: flow. That's called flow, I love it. I'm gonna sign up for that. Yes. It's been so fun to talk to you about this. And I hope that this is making sense to all the people that are here and that during this podcast, uh, you actually stopped it and looked up your design. I think totally. it could be a very effective tool like I've said like a broken record on this podcast but thank you so much Aaron for being here for your knowledge and your wisdom and for guiding us today and I think the people who are going to discover their design from this their lives are going to be changed so thank you so much
1: I hope so it was so my pleasure thank you so much for having me
0: hey hey she came Thank you, Mama. Thank you, friend. I got front row seats to watch the Queen ascend. Baby, how you feeling? Breaking that glass ceiling.